Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors. Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. This is kind of outtakes. I was interviewing Mark and Dick, Mark Evans and Dick Perez, about the Diamond King documentary. And I had a slate of six questions, three for each, and I did that. And I think you probably hopefully heard that last week. But then I just let the microphone, you know, kept it on. So we just kept talking and we had a few more things we want to talk about art and sports and different things that I found interesting. I hope you do too. When I'm doing a Zoom call with people that are interesting, it's hard to curb it into 15 minutes. And I don't really need to, except I'm trying to deliver 15 minutes each time I do an episode. But there's enough for another short episode here. Hope you enjoy it. A lot of these shorter episodes sometimes are overflow or outtakes or listener questions. When people want to have a little bit more detail on something, you can dig back into it. So keep your suggestions coming to drjamesbeckett at gmail.com, and I will try to address them as I am able. So thanks again, Dick and Mark, for your both excellence, the artistic excellence of Dick. I've already done a tribute to Frank Steele, my good friend who was the co-founder of Press Steele. And then Mark is bringing his filmmaking and producing skill. He's done some other documentaries, and this one, I hope, is really terrific. And I hope a lot of people watch it inside and outside the hobby. Dick Perez has an inspiring personal story, and the game of baseball is America's pastime. So thanks, everybody, and here are the outtakes. The most effective business partnerships are where there's a very clear division of labor. And so I think you really had that with Frank, and I mainly dealt with Frank. Mm-hmm. And Frank was a force. I knew I didn't want to work for anybody. And then when I had partners before Frank, I knew that having partners was like working for somebody. It was not like that for Frank because Frank had his own sphere of influence and things to do for the uh, entity, the Perez Steel entity. Why I was asking about the estate planning stuff. I think yeah. I've got a lot of cards, but at some point there's going to be something left for my wife or whoever is still around. I don't want to be a burden in the fact that I have a lot of stuff. Just get together with REA, one of those auctioneers. and, uh, and yeah, They have me on speed dial. Dude. Yeah, yeah, you bet you. <laughs> you have to do on that too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. If I were to sell a piece of art at a gallery, that 50% has to go to them. This yeah. way, somebody can afford a piece of art of mine, and I'm not out of anything. Yeah, and everybody gets to see it. Some of these auction catalogs are just works of art themselves. All the things that are available, and people are looking at, here's cards, cards, memorabilia, memorabilia, and then paintings. I think paintings have not gotten their due lithographs get some action, but they're not mass produced, but there's some quantity of those, but these one of one paintings. Yeah. At least you can surprisingly low prices, I think. Then you can do that without having to get permission from the subject. Once you start reproducing it, that's that's when you get in trouble. You could. uh, Yeah. You have to share. It's okay. Jim, do you have any cards that are the most special to you? I'm trying to look at what you've got behind. That, the satchel page is such an incredible yeah, card. Yeah, that's my favorite. 53, I think it was. That's just a panel. That's from the oh. O's to the S's. <laughs> so it's alphabetical. And so there's another 15 panels like that. So oh. this is just one sixteenth of it. But Roberto Clemente, Dick, was my favorite guy. The patron saint of Puerto Rican baseball, I'm sure. Yeah, and Latin. Man, and I lived in Pittsburgh area for some of my formative years and Gold Forbes. So you have something in common with Frank. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, both Pirate fans. Did you aspire to baseball or did you play no, baseball? Oh, I was going to play center field next to Roberto. 
I was, was going to take over Mickey Mantle's job. <laughs> That's more daunting. I just wanted to play next to the great one. <laughs> no, I didn't no, want to retire play. sometime. I just only when he retired. <laughs> yeah. Clemente was probably 15 years older than me. Unfortunately, I never got to yeah. meet him. I met his wife and enjoyed her. She has two of my paintings, yeah. his sons. And I was friendly with the fellow who was their agent, so to speak. The Roberto Clemente plaque, maybe Frank might have shared this with you, was not titled properly. It said Roberto Clemente, and in Spanish, the last name is really the mother's name. Walker. So one of his sons pointed it out to the president at the time, and he said, we'll have to do it over. And they did do it over, and they had a big affair in Puerto Rico, which Frank and Peggy and I attended, and we did these paintings of him. It was a wonderful day. She was a wonderful woman. The whole family was great. Visited the sports city in Yeah. Puerto Rico. That's been a long time, though. So I don't know if it's built up since then. Yeah, it wasn't in good. It wasn't, it wasn't in good condition. When yeah, I, it wasn't in good condition, as I remember. And I don't know. But he was my first baseball hero. Yeah. I, I love that. So, so Clemente Mantle, for me, it was Griffey. And then my son, who's 12, has Julio Rodriguez. He fell in love with him last year. Everybody's got their story. That first player that just made him fall in love right. with the game. Dick, if you're ever in Dallas, you know, you should come by. I do have a fair amount of sports art. Oh, probably not fully representative uh, Dick Perez art, but some original art that I have. We used to have an art contest when we had the magazines, and I would generally buy the winners. That would be the prize they would get. I used to have a lot more wall space. So, uh, but now I have some mantles and some. Clementes and some other kinds of things. The world of sport art has exploded. There are so many more people doing baseball art and for tops and what have you. A lot of them give me credit for that, but because it was inspirational that you can make a, you can do this. And what better? I get emails all the time that they want to know, how do I get to be like you? How do I get to be? I'm an artist, but I want to do sports. And it's more than that. First, I think you have to have God-given talent, and then you've got to develop it. Then you need opportunity. Somebody like James Fiorentino, uh, I think he's gone down your same path. Yeah, he was a young talent, developing it, and then you're discovered, but the talent is pretty obvious. Yeah, and Fiorentino has an outlet in that he can do wonderful wildlife paintings that are unbelievable. And I don't have that yet. That's one of the things I want to You've still got goals. That's great. (laughs) My goal is to finish strong. (laughs) You get up every morning and you set a goal. What are you going to do that day and the rest of your life? The paintings that are of individuals that are recognizable is, I think, the toughest kind of painting. You could paint a floral or landscape scene or something, and people say, that's not realistic. What are they going to say? But if you paint Mickey Mantle or Roberto Clemente or Ted Williams, there's enough people that are going to say that yeah. captures that likeness. It doesn't have to be photorealistic. No, it has to capture the essence of the person. I think what I'd like to say is that I do art. I don't do copies of photographs. That's just the way I think I separate myself from everybody. My brother-in-law is an outstanding artist, okay? He takes it as a personal insult when he paints whatever the medium is, but especially in oil. If he paints it and then somebody accuses him of tracing, And he takes that as an insult. How dare you say that? But I'm thinking, wait a minute, what a compliment. They think that he traced it. And then 
he says, what did I trace it from? It's not a copy of any picture that's out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've done the same thing of pulling from different photos. Otherwise, you've got to get permission from the photographer. But what a great compliment to say, I think it's so good. I think you traced it. To me, that's craft. If that's the, I, I, if it tell me, they tell me it looks just like a photograph. Then I feel like, no. Then well, I that's what he's I, saying. That's what he's saying. He wants it to be its own right. performance. Well, on my, yeah, I'm on his side. But it, but it looks too realistic, too photorealistic. Yeah. The whole movement of painting has gone from realism to impressionism right. and finding that balance in between where the medium of painting is not to be a photo. It's to bring something of yourself into it. Again, my hat's off to you. You clearly have done that your whole career, and the baseball card world has been the better for it. Thank you so much for that. And regarding photorealism, that to me, if you're just copying something and making it photoreal, that's one thing. But if you are an artist that creates its own subject, its own scene, its point of view, if you do something about New York that, that says about the subway stops and anything that you are expressing... No, there's no photograph of it. You have, you might take a, a photo if you want to take it to the studio and paint it. That's to, photorealism in that sense is fine with me. Yeah. No. I guess we're on the same page there. Yeah. You want it to look, you want it to be connected to the subject. I have a Luke Gehrig painting by Opie Otterstad, the guy mm. that does but He's an award winning painter, but it's so pensive. It has the, dimension that's hard to find words for is the sadness. Toward the end of his career, it evokes sitting in the dugout and toward probably near the end of his consecutive games played streak. That's capturing something that I don't know there's any photo for that, but there's layers in the way he paints. And I think that's all good painters are, it's not sculpture, but there's just some aspect of dimensionality to it. Recently, I did a commission where there's a photo of Mickey Mantle walking off after he has his bat, maybe struck out and he's tossing his hat. And he wanted a painting of that because it's doing pretty much saying what you're saying about Lou Gehrig. He was reaching the end of his career and he was being more and more disappointed with his at-bats. So, yeah, I mean, there are things to say beyond likeness. <laughs> I'm an appreciator more than an execute. I can't execute, but I can sure appreciate what I know is great work. And Mark, if you're down here, come by my little man cave, because that's yeah, where I'd love to see. That'll be a great spot for the interview. I'm sure you've done that in there before, but it'll be a great backdrop. Thanks, guys. Dick, I'm really looking forward to the documentary. I'm glad you're doing that, Mark. Are we a year out from have it being released? Yeah, it'll be out sometime next year. Hopefully we can finish it this year. Like I said, there's still the shooting that needs to be done. There's the editing. I've got a composer that'll be doing all <laughs> original music for the film. So there's a lot of work to be done. And then there's the distribution side. It's independent. We usually find the distributor later and we'll probably do some film festivals and things like that. But the hope is that next year we'll be putting it out. I think we shot for the first time August 2022 when we did the first interviews at Dick's Place in Brooklyn. And so we've done a lot, but there's still definitely some work to be done. And but no, it's what we've done so far. I've got about a half an hour cut right now. And, you know, be longer than that. It'll be a feature film, but it's exciting. I think it's gonna be really good. (laughs) I'm excited to what we've seen in the last few years since COVID is this desire to take the hobby, the industry more mainstream and to make yeah. it greater cultural awareness. And this would be really a, a nice step in that direction too. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Mark.